You're about to listen to Spouse Hunting, the podcast that dares to ask the question, can I use the rules of real estate to find the love of my life? And then has the audacity to answer, yes, yes you can. I'm your host, Brian Belafonte, licensed Oregon real estate broker. This is episode three. You can't start a new relationship until you finish the one you're in, or the one you just had, and sometimes that takes help. That's why I invited Elizabeth Angelica onto the podcast. Elizabeth is a heart healer. When things are going poorly in a relationship, or you're ending one, she can help you move through the pain and darkness that you experience and put you on a path to create a life of deeply desirous love again. Tell us, where are we finding you today? Location-wise? Yeah. I am in Portland, Oregon for the next five or six weeks, and then I'm moving to Santa Fe, New Mexico. Okay. Doesn't really matter where you are, though. It's not, your work doesn't require it. No, it doesn't matter um, because I work over Zoom, and I will be traveling to teach retreats and, and do online workshops. And if you're going to work with me in person, you're going to come for a significant amount of time, um, to like two full days of work with me. So I can reach more people with the work and, and work with more people in person. Cause I do love working with people in, in person, but, uh, but the sessions over Zoom are, are just as powerful, and then I can work with people from anywhere. Uh, yeah. So tell me, how did you get started in this line of work? Well, this work that I'm doing is really blending two different things together. I do metaphysical energetic healing, and I do sort of uh, psychodynamic coaching, and so when I, when I was in my 20s, my mom got me a appointment with a psychic for my birthday. And she, um, she was like, well, you know, I told her about some physical stuff I was having in my body. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'll just fix that as a, as a birthday present for you. And, um, and she did magically, like my pain was gone. And I was like, this is something that I really need to look into. And so I ended up working with her and having these magical experiences. The first actual healing session I had with her after years of chronic pain, I looked up in the sky and saw this giant ball of light and it just like whooshed through my body and knocked me onto the ground and I was healed. And I was like, this is amazing. And after my youth of wanting to be a doctor and not, not quite having the math skills for that. Um, I found that like, I did want to heal people. I just, I only knew that one way up until that time. And so I spent the next 10 years studying metaphysical healing and, and healing the, the things that were coming up in my body, my initiations into energetic and shamanic healing. And then when I was feeling proficient in that, it was ready for me to shift into more. I, I wanted to go to grad school to be a relationship counselor. 
which I think, you know, we all have, you know, what, what were troubles we have in our lives or what we want to help people with. And so I was like, there was this sort of idea that like, maybe I could heal my parents' relationship that had affected me so much. I'm like, if I learn how to have, like help other people have good relationships, then I can have a good relationship and maybe that'll somehow fix the, the drama that I grew up in. And so I was going to go to a couple different grad schools and then I found the Tantric Institute of Integrated Sexuality and I went there for two years and, and I've been integrating the psychodynamic and somatic practices that I learned there with the metaphysical healing work that I do, like this incredibly deep work that I can take people through now. So just for the people who don't know what these things are, can you define psychodynamic and metaphysical, energetic and somatic? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I guess I always think that like people know everything that I know. Um, so somatic means of the body. Um, soma is, is the, I think it's like the Latin word for body. And so that is diving into um, into your physical sensations and when we have trauma in the body um it could be a big trauma it could be something little that happened to you just something you know somebody said something nasty in passing we take that information into our bodies and hold it there and that's why we all have all these different kinds of chronic pain and so you go you really focus very deeply on the sensations in your body and there's, um, there's ways of, of working with it, with your intention and your consciousness and like even seeing how you can, um, you can sort of have conversations with these pieces of you and nurture them back into, into health and wholeness and reintegrate them into your body. I do a lot of tantric integration of these pieces of our subconscious and our consciousness that have been split off um, that help us feel more whole and more safe. Um, and there's different, when I said psychodynamic processes, that is part of it. And also there's other therapies that I use that help us sort of reprogram our the way that we think in our subconscious minds and because we have um, neuroplasticity even though we've created from thinking the same things and doing the same things over and over and over we've created grooves in our brain so like we do the same things out of habit all the time and that's why we keep creating the same things in our life and so we do processes together that will um, support you in creating new beliefs so that you're, so that you can actually receive different things in your life. Cause we kind of, we project our beliefs out onto the world and the universe is, is a bit of a mirror. And so it's, it's going to give you back whatever you're thinking whatever you believe that you deserve, whether you know that you think these things or they're just subconscious things, you're putting it out into the world. And, and so that's what you're receiving back. So we do processes where we can change subconscious beliefs and change 
your thoughts and your habits and create a new life. And um, metaphysical healing and energetic healing is it's tuning into the, the grace and the blessings and the miraculous power that the divine holds in shifting um, all sorts of different things in our lives. So I work with um, supporting people in past life healing, in uh, ancestral lineage healing. I can go into your DNA and make alterations, um, core trauma healing work. Um, there's a lot of core trauma healing work in, in all of the processes that I do, but there is, um, there is a, like a field of, of healing energy that I work with that I can channel and with intention and, uh, and obviously a lot of practice and psychic capabilities that I can, I work with people to, to shift things on physical, mental, emotional, and, and spiritual levels that could possibly take the rest of your life to heal. And, and with this sort of magic, we can work things faster. So it sounds like a lot of different approaches. And, and if somebody comes to you and says, you know, I've had a pattern of really bad relationships, well, how do you choose which approach to use? Is it instinct or is there, how do you break that down? It is a lot of instinct. I think when we decide that we're going to heal, the things that come up in our lives are organized by the divine. That's like, okay, this is, this is coming up now in your life. This, you know, this thing with this person or this belief, like you start having epiphanies, like, oh my God, I just realized that I believe this thing. And so we go into those, those things that are happening in your life or those beliefs that are coming up, the recognition of what's happening. And, um, and we work with those and there is a, a step-by-step process because we're intending to go very deeply. Um, so there's a bit of, a bit of knowing what I want to do with people before they come in because there's, there's kind of steps, but life is, wild and it takes us in all kinds of unexpected directions. So we kind of have to go with the flow with it. Uh, So when it comes to, you know, healing, I'm sure like most people, we all try and do it on our own. What do people get wrong? What's the biggest thing that people get wrong? Hmm. Um, Well, I think what people are getting wrong in relationships specifically is is the idea that there's a person that will, like the the fairy tale that we've all grown up with, right? And the, the end of every movie is like a couple kissing and all is well from that point on. And your partner isn't going to make you feel worthy or loved or not lonely, you know, for the rest of your life. It's, it's about healing yourself and like what, what you can actually receive from your partner. I think that there's a lot of relationships where people are deeply and truly loved by their partner. Um, but they can't feel it because they don't hold themselves in that sort of love or worthiness or regard. 
and and there's a lot of um, thinking that your partner should be exactly what you want them to be. Like, I would be happy if you were like this. Um, and again, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, well, you would, you would be happy if you could accept that part of yourself that you're getting this reflection from your partner. If I'm can paraphrase. It's not about a partner completing you. It's about finding a partner that reflects back to you what you can accept, or maybe I'm not putting the right words to it. It's, it's that you're going to get, for the most part, I mean, obviously there are situations where it doesn't matter what you do, you should not be in that relationship. Um, but you're going to receive from your partner what you you believe about yourself you're going to see in them things that you don't like about them that you don't like about yourself okay and those things that drive you the most crazy drive you the most crazy because they're what you are rejecting in yourself and so the more that you can heal yourself so that you can love yourself as deeply as possible the more joy and love and acceptance that you'll be able to receive from your partner. Okay. That makes sense. So how do you define love? I, I think that the, the phrase has been coming to me, love is a verb recently. Um, and I think that that it's a lot about doing what we can to provide our partners with the love that they need. That I know we all attract partners that are very opposite from us. And we all know about love languages. And as it turns out, you're going to end up with a partner whose love language is is the opposite of yours usually. So you have these things that you can heal together, but it's, it's making the effort to give your partner what is going to make them feel loved. Even if that is a little vulnerable or uncomfortable for you, but being there for them in, in times of celebration and in times of, discomfort and crisis and challenge and just really like being as supportive as you possibly can in the way that your partner needs, not the way that you would like to receive, but how does your partner need to receive this love? Um, It sounds like a lot of what you talk about sort of comes down to trust in a lot of different ways. Hmm. Yeah, I think that you can't have a healthy relationship without deep trust because you're never, you're never going to feel safe. And, and that's what we're, I think we're all looking for a home in our partner and you need to be able to have, let your guard down and be your safe, be yourself and be able to receive the sort of nourishment that you need. That makes sense to me. It makes perfect sense to me. I mean, 
I, the way I see it, it sort of feels like two steps. You have to find somebody that is trustworthy and then trust them, just like they have to find you to be trustworthy and they need to trust you, right? Yeah, I, um, I mean, certainly is the intention to find someone trustworthy. <laughs> Sometimes that's, uh, it's hard to tell when you get together. Yeah. Well, is there anything anybody can do, people can do, everybody can do to improve their chances of success? I think, well, like I said, you know, you're, you're intending to find someone that you can trust, someone that you can feel safe with. And I think it's a lot about intention, like asking yourself, what is it that you desire? And with your partner, what is it you desire together to experience and what not desire intend what do you intend to create together what do you intend to experience together because i think that if we have um i think that setting intention is really important we want to have this ideal this goal that we're reaching for um because if we don't have a direction that we're moving together then you're probably not on the same page and you're going off in two different directions. And if you are together, where are you even going? Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So <clears throat> not, I'm presuming that someday, well, let me start that over. Assuming that you would want to have a headstone, what would it say on it? <laughs> Interesting question. <laughs> Just came um, to me. Gosh, I think I would want it to say, you know, that I, I lived 130 years and, and I was a lover of life. And I, I helped people create lives of, of joy and, and love themselves. Fantastic. Hmm. <laughs> Is there anything that you'd like to say that I didn't, you know, that a question that I didn't ask, but something you'd like to add? Hmm. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> so how can people reach you? People can reach me on my website, elizabethangelica.com. That's all I have. Aww. Thank you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was really fun chatting with you. I'll miss you. No, oh, I know I'm going to miss you too. If you'd like to connect with Elizabeth, go to spousehunting.net where you'll find her in the dating resources section, along with a bunch of other people who can help you be the best person you could be so you can meet the best person for you. That's spousehunting.net. Why net? Because finding a partner is way too important to do without a net. Also, dot com was taken. I'm Brian Belafonte for listening.